0: What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad.
0: Hello, Meredith. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. Um, I might have a hot take right now here to start us off, but I think last night's episode was the best one we've gotten all season.
0: So now I hate to say it because I'm pretty convinced that this type of show is just the, the harbinger of, of the end of civilization as we know it, but I kind of enjoyed last night's show. I It, it makes my skin crawl to say it, but it's true.
1: It was a good episode. I will give, give a little warning. Um, our YouTube TV did me dirty last night. I I started the show a little late thinking that I could start it from the beginning and it didn't want to cooperate with me. So I I started at the end of the dinner portion of Greg's one-on-one, watched the rest of the episode, then had to come back and start over. So the timeline of the episode's a little confused in my in my mind, but I still thought it was a great 2 hours.
0: All right. And let's knock YouTube TV off the potential sponsor list.
1: (laughs) Sorry, YouTube TV, but uh, they did, they did me rough last night. I was very disappointed.
0: Well, let's, let's talk about last night. What were the, what were the highlights that you enjoyed?
1: Well, my first highlight is obviously going to be Greg getting another one-on-one, which we'll, we'll just take that into the Greg lights. We, I thought that, They were really cute on the one-on-one date. Katie did like a kind of like her own little hometown and made a little Seattle based date. They did like a Pike place market and started tossing fake fish around at each other. And Greg got hit in the face with a fish and knocked down some lights and they ate oysters and they were, they were very cute. And, I thought it was the most chemistry we've seen between them so far.
0: I agree, and they—they and they seemed like a normal couple. You know, they—they—they seem to get along well. They, you know, they—they they, seem normal. They seem right together. Sorry for you and, and all the other <laughs> ladies out there that are pining over Greg. Uh, and I, I, those were fake fish. I didn't know if they were fake fish, real fish, what they were. But I, I did enjoy the Greg. Trying to catch fish, trying to throw fish, he's quite the klutz. You know, I, I uh, uh, thought that you know perhaps he was going to be a volleyball player like uh, like our guy last week. Yeah, you know, they they seem to be on the same team of physical ineptitude.
1: No, no, no. In my research, Greg played college basketball, so he is athletic. He's just you know a few years removed from it, so he's a little rusty. And also, basketball is different than fake fish.
0: Well, good. I guess all that time you spend stalking Greg is paying off for you. That's great.
1: I I followed him on Instagram. I did a little bit of a deep dive. I like to know where he is when he posts on his stories because he he is from New Jersey and I do live quite close to New Jersey these days. So the chances of us bumping into each other are much higher than they were when I lived in South Carolina.
0: Unless he's engaged in uh, living in Seattle with Katie.
1: yeah but he that's one i don't like to think about that
0: okay all right well let's move along
1: (laughs) um we hear greg tell katie he's falling in love with her which was very sweet and then we get the romantic kissing in the rain scene you know like that that notebook scene that every girl wants of of her her man it's just it's a great scene everyone wants that all the girls like that and um my my roommate was concerned about his clothing and it needing to be dry cleaned afterwards with all that rain. But I was just seething in jealousy and couldn't think of anything other than like what I would give to be Katie Thurston right
0: now. And, and you mentioned the notebook and I'm, I'm aware of that, but not familiar with it. When I was watching with the mom who who watched a little bit of the show with me last night, we both looked at each other and said, "Fred Astaire singing in the rain." They should be doing a little dance, you know, which even predates us. But we're aware of that one as well. That's 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 an older movie, black and white. You'll never watch it.
1: No, I definitely won't. I only watch things in HD.
0: <laughs> so, so for some some other highlights, I put down just the guy talk before and after the date card showed up because they all seem to just get along. They seem mature. They seem like good guys. They seem like friends. Um, I'm not accustomed to seeing this on this show. I mean, usually there are people scheming against one another and saying ugly things about one another. And these guys just seem like really normal good guys that were hanging out and yeah, you know, they were talking a little too much about, oh, the importance of the one on one date. I was getting a little tired of that, but, but, you know, they, they just seemed to be a good hang. So I, I, I appreciated that. Maybe that's why I like this episode because everyone seemed real and sincere and they seemed to get along with one another.
1: Yeah. I, I could care less about Brendan and Mike P., but I think that top five that she had five great guys. Big fan of all of them, so it yeah, I mean,
0: well, and even even Brendan, Mike P, you know, in terms of getting along and and being part of the group, they seem to do okay. I mean, I I, I was great. I think you and I were both scratching our heads a little bit about Brendan of of why he was still there. I, I
1: think he, Brendan was also scratching his head a bit about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but but uh, good people it Seemed like some some good fellows and and some. Difficult choices that Katie had to make last night and will have to make as she goes forward. Mm
1: -hmm. So I think that this week's group date was one of my favorite group dates that I've seen in a while. They um, had an artist come in and they were showing her paintings, which were, you know, first look, flowers. Second look, vaginas. And she. we have the artist come in, um, and the, the guys basically get to create their own art of, of a similar nature and there were just so many great quotes and things happening during this episode you know um, Blake gets asked what he thinks the art looks like and he says something along the lines of like calling it messy in terms of like aggressive colors and he says that in front of the artist who's like, oh well, that's actually my self portrait, and it's just is a little awkward and funny. Um, we get we get some good Justin facial expressions. He he sees Katie and Andrew kissing during the date, and he gives us that nice like Jim Halpert look to the camera with his eyebrows, like what the hell's going on here, which I quite enjoyed. And then Andrew's painting that he made is entitled Sushi. And it's a picture that he painted of like his mouth eating sushi with chopsticks. And the sushi has the same vibe as the flower paintings did. Oh, you look confused. You didn't catch on to this. The sushi was also a vagina. And Andrew kept talking about how he and Katie are both foodies and he's going to eat his way to her heart.
0: Well, I, I did notice that last line there, but I, I did not make that other connection. But uh, I'll I'll take your word for it, and 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 I was amused by Blake's comments uh, of when he put his foot in the mouth, his mouth when the artist came by, and that's. But isn't that just so, Blake? You know, that's <laughs> just sort of his brand there of being sort of the goofball that uh, uh, bumps into things and 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 is a little clumsy, uh, awkwardly with around socially clumsy sometimes. So we,
1: we got a lot of Blake's brand, too, because last season, one of Tasha's dates was similar to this, where the guys had to, like, create something artistic that represented them. And Blake made a clay penis that got blurred out, got the whole black box. We didn't get to see it at all. And then his painting entitled Life was also completely black boxed out. We didn't get to see any of it. Um, justice for Blake's painting. We want to see what it was, um, but well, he, he did talk in a way that I think he explained. We can infer what his painting was.
0: Uh, it was obviously pornographic. Uh, we we must assume. So, yeah, you know, I I must say I did put down as a low light the artistic levels of these fellows, which which I would be right with them, and and I say that. Justin apparently is an artist, and I guess we know that. We knew that, and and I was impressed that he came back later with a picture of a, a butterfly and talked about his evolution that Katie has helped him through, which, in my opinion, probably earned him that fourth rose over James. Uh, I think that Andrew, might have been, Andrew, I'm sorry, Andrew, which pushed him over the edge. There pushed him ahead of Andrew. Um, so, so just to me, the the artistic abilities of our bachelor is pretty low there.
1: Yeah, I did put as a low specifically Justin's painting. Um, I was expecting big things because I was aware that he is an artist. Like I follow him on Instagram. He is he's a very good painter, and I wasn't that impressed with what he came up with. And I think Blake said it best. You know, there was this nice rose, and then it just looked like. Everything else was done with his left hand, like something. And if any of the other guys could have done like some stick figures, not that great. Maybe he was rushed for time, but it, it wasn't impressive. But I do think he redeemed himself with the butterfly painting. I don't yeah. know if that's what pushed him over the edge to get that fourth hometown date. But I teach their own. But I, I, I was very shocked that Justin got that final rose.
0: I, I was too. I was surprised, uh, you know, and, and I do think that uh, Justin's initial painting looked like something you or your brother might've brought home from, <laughs> from elementary school. I mean, it was it was fine and we love it, but it, it didn't seem to be on the level of, Hey, I'm an artist uh, situation there.
1: I agree. Um, my other high was a, a good quote between Andrew and Katie where Andrew, during the one-on-one time of the group date, sitting down with Katie talking about how he doesn't know what he's going to do with his life after football because, quote, everyone knows every athlete dies twice. And Katie immediately says, I didn't know that. I don't think I knew that either, that every athlete dies twice.
0: Well, I I assume he's inferring that having to give up your dream and retire is dying the first time and not the fact that, you know, he's probably going to
1: have brain damage, <laughs>
0: Have brain damage when he's 50 and then, you know, sort of be muddling around for 20 years before he dies again. But uh, I, I think that's, that's what he is referring to, that all players retire except your hero, Tom Brady, who might not ever retire.
1: Uh, he's the goat. He, he is, uh, we don't need to get into that, but he's an amazing man. <laughs> Okay. Do you have any other highs?
0: I think we covered my highs.
1: Okay. Mine too. So, getting into our lows, the Mike P one on one date. I could have told you before this episode even started that Mike P or Brendan will be getting a one on one date and they will be getting sent home on it. So, the fact that the whole date was based around them cuddling in the woods when you know that Katie's about to send him home was just like very uncomfortable to me. Like I couldn't have faked it as well as Katie did for that time. And then Mike makes it even worse by talking about his mom so much in reference to cuddling. And he's just like, Katie reminds me so much of my mom. She's so maternal. She likes to cuddle me. And like that was gross.
0: He's, you know, and he's wearing this, this white outfit. You know, it, it looks like he's escaped from an insane asylum and he's just really coming off as a weirdo. Um, I, I wrote down as well when I was taking notes, you know, too mom oriented, too many mom comparisons, a little, little weird. So, yeah, I, I had that. And and of course, uh, and I, I texted this to you last night, Cuddle Queen Jean Cuddle Queen Jean, the concept, this is the person that is organizing the date and showing them different ways to cuddle, cuddle community, Oxycontin, hug, lap of luxury. What kind of first date is this? What kind of vocation is this? I don't know, but I'm a no. No, yeah, thank you.
1: Cuddle Queen Jean did seem like she was getting upset with Katie and Mike for not taking it seriously, but I would 100% also be laughing the whole time because I was uncomfortable. There is no world in which I would ever take something like that seriously.
0: I, I think that even if Katie had been there with her beau, Greg, I think she would have been chuckling. I mean, you know, when people, you know, sort of like a game of Twister that, that she's putting people into different positions on and you're supposed to find intimacy in this with Kylo Queen Jean looking over your shoulder. I don't think so.
1: Yeah, Cuddle Queen Jean plus like Mike P's Oedipus Complex with cuddling with his mom. Like, I felt like I was just waiting for someone to put a dying animal out of its misery. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit JacksonCreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. But the animal didn't even realize it was dying. Like this, we Mike just needed to go. He never had a chance. It was it was uncomfortable for sure.
0: And and then when Katie comes to lower the boom on him, and she's sort of crying and. And I didn't know that there were to be a one-on-one date where this would happen, but I think you and I talked a little, and we sort of knew that Mike P and Brendan were really on the chopping block and, and the likelihood of them surviving the night was very, they were, very low.
1: They were just warm bodies. She had yeah. to keep a certain number
0: last week. Well, we sort of knew it was coming. She's crying. Mike should know what's coming. And they're sitting there talking to him, and, and he's just staring at her as, as she's breaking the news. And, I don't know. He's sort of looking like a, like a psycho, uh, in this white outfit. He he looked a little scary to me, like, all right, let's, let's take him back to the hospital now, you know, and, and I don't know, uh,
1: Yes. Um, there's there's also some like very obvious foreshadowing when they were cuddling and Mike said something about how he would rather get his heart broken a hundred times than break someone else's heart and I'm like okay buddy get ready you have about uh, two (laughs) minutes
0: (laughs) two minute warning Mike here it comes
1: (laughs) so that that was bad and then my last low is obviously Andrew's goodbye it was Andrew not getting the rose was a shock to me, and I—I'm not even going to lie—I cried so much watching Andrew leave. It wasn't like a few tears slipped out. I was like dramatically crying, and I was very upset. I don't think I've ever gotten that emotional watching a show, watching this show before. I don't, e- I don't even—I didn't even know I liked Andrew that much, but now I'm like a hundred percent on the Andrew train.
0: I assume that your weeping occurred when he came back the next morning and not when, not during both the rose ceremony. Di- both
1: times I cried during the rose ceremony and then I pulled myself together during the commercial and was like, wait a second, we have 15 more minutes left of this show. What is about to happen? But I, I would like to go more in depth in it later.
0: Okay. Well, the, uh, The other low light that I had is the West is having a water crisis and they're making it rain during Craig and Katie's date. I I thought that was in poor taste and and not very appropriate. Now, how much water did they waste? You know, climate change is real. So I thought that was a poor choice by the by the franchise.
1: Mm, I didn't even think about that. You're so you're so green.
0: I'm not that green, but I'm a little green, and it's and good to be green.
1: Me. Don't be, don't be,
0: don't don't get offensive here. I'm not, I'm not defensive. I'm 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 not I'm not over the top green. I'm just trying to be sensitive to what's going on in the world out there, as I know you are.
1: Yeah, but you know, I don't really think about the climate when I could have my notebook kissing in the rain mo- mo- moment. So I'm just like, meh, it's okay.
0: Well, let's wait for it to actually rain, because I, I don't think that was authentic rain coming down, okay?
1: You know, so we'll take what we can get sometimes.
0: Okay, let's move along.
1: Okay, my right reason, I'm giving it to Brendan. I'm I'm not sure what his intent was when he went to go talk to Katie when he was, didn't get the one-on-one date. I kind of felt like he was just going to confront her about it and talk to her and explain to her that he needs more time before he feels comfortable introducing her to his family. And like he needed a little bit of one-on-one time then with her to make sure he was ready for that. I'm not sure that he knew he was about to get dumped, especially considering how much chapstick he threw on before walking (laughs) into her room. But I I was proud of him for like sticking up for himself a little bit going and confronting her and it's like talking to her about his feelings. I don't think he really understood where he stood with her in terms of like, if you go talk to her now, you're going to get sent home now. But he, he was trying to stick up for himself. I respect that.
0: Well, and, and I agree with you and, and, um, and, and also, I, I appreciated the way that Katie handled it to not drag this thing out and, and made the decision when she did. So, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I had chosen Brendan to be in my Final Four uh, as the season went on. Didn't feel particularly good about it just because we've seen so little of Brendan other than him relaxing in hot tubs, which I'm sure some people enjoyed very much. He's a very handsome, uh, you know, uh Humpty guy you know but uh in terms of him actually interacting with katie not very much of that going on so not surprised that he left you know i you know it, it looked like a hail mary pass for him to go in in there into the lion's den when he did but i think it was what he he, he did the right thing and you know good luck to brendan uh, you know, I, I put it at uh, 99.7% that we will see him on another Bachelor-related show sometime in the near future.
1: I think that's fair to say. And speaking of our top four, you officially went 0 for 4 on your picks, and I miracul- miraculously went 1 for 4 with Justin, which I was not expecting.
0: Yeah, I, I figured we would both be out of it uh, the, the, after last night, but you still have one left. But I don't think Justin will be there at the end, but good good for you to get one for four. It's 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 challenging when we're just reading paragraphs about these these fellas. So uh, so so good job by you. So I gave my right reason to Andrew M because I think he left it all in the field. He gave it everything that he got that he had. He left in a classy way. I wrote that before he came back, but but he left in a classy way twice. Um, the way Katie sp- sprinted down the stairs to go hug him before she left, which you know is it, going to probably make you emotional again. It made me think of you know Kate Winslet jumping out of the lifeboat in Titanic to go find Leo, uh, Leo DiCaprio again. Um, and in the end, he said. I want. I, he said no when Katie was making noise about maybe you can stay. I don't know how she was going to work that one out, uh, but he said I want my future wife to choose me, and uh, that was that was very touching. and And I, I fell for Andrew, and I thought he made the right decisions, and uh, uh, he'll. Maybe we'll see him on a future program. Maybe he could be the next bachelor. I don't know. He he might be able to pull that off.
1: I think he does have future bachelor potential. While we're talking about him, I gave him MVP of the week. He he just tore my heart out of my chest and stomped it into a million little pieces. He's so, so sweet. And I like was really sad watching him get sent home the first time because he was like, Obviously emotional. He thought that he was going to get a group date, Rose. He ends up getting dumped and he was crying, but he was still so nice to Katie while he was getting dumped. And when he came back, he told her he wanted their relationship to end with both of them smiling because that's how their whole relationship was. And it, it felt wrong for them to leave it on such a sad note the night before. And then as he's walking out the note that he leaves her and Katie like immediately breaks down when she reads it. And it just says, in case you change your mind, I'll be waiting. And it, that made me lose it a little bit too. I, I think that was my biggest crying moment and watching her chase him through the hotel, running down the stairs, jumping into his arms. Like you can't even write romance movies like that. Like, Oh, it was so beautiful. But I I was impressed with Andrew for saying no to Katie, saying that he wants his future wife to choose him, and I I think that he's just a great guy. You know, I liked watching him throughout the season, but he really really won me over last night.
0: Good choice for MVP and also the right reason. But uh, what what do you have for wrong reason?
1: Well, so I thought it was hard to pick a wrong reason because we have gotten rid of all of our troublemakers. So I just gave the wrong reason to cuddle queen Jean. And I wrote, my only note was that was fucking weird.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I've got, I've got a couple of shoes for you to try on here. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going back. Uh, we, we, uh, Mike, Mike, the dad, I don't remember their last names. I got Mike, the dad. I Mike got Mike a, the Michael a. You know, he at one point is having some FaceTime conversation with his young kid, James. And and it just hits me in the face again. Going on a reality dating show to find his kid's new mommy is not a cool thing to be doing when he's leaving his kid for how long? How long has he been on this show with with quarantine? Probably at least a month. Yeah, Uh, you know, and. I just have a problem with this, and Katie's saying, "Don't worry, we'll figure it out. Love is the only thing that matters." Well, that's right up until the time young James says, "That's not my mommy." Then we got some problems going on, right? (laughs) So I've I've got some problems with Mike A, and then I disagree. Well, well, you're wrong. No, I'm Uh, not. And then I've got uh, you know Mike the Virgin. Again, and I've, we've, I've gone through this before. This is not the place for the virgin guy to show up. This is not the virgin guy show. I mean, I, I respect his choices, but you don't go on this show. Come on, Mike. And, and the longer he was on the show, the older he seemed to get in relation to all the other people on the show. You know, he seemed to be this, this wise old man sitting around with the other guys and, you know, throwing out interesting wisdom and philosophy. You know, by by the time he's cuddling with Katie and talking about how it reminds him of his time with his mother, he almost seemed like more of a dad figure to me than a potential dating figure. So I, I, I just not comfortable with that. And then final thing I just wrote down:
1: so many new, wrong reasons.
0: This new M Night Shyamalan movie, Old, is freaking me out. I'm not going to get near that one. They, what did
1: what are you even talking about? I literally, did you just speak English? Because I don't know what you
0: said. This movie they're advertising during the program by the director, uh, M. Night Shyamalan. You know, I, he's done a lot of scary movies. Old, you know, these kids are turning old in front of our eyes. That's, that's freaking me out about it.
1: Oh, the broken. beach one.
0: Yeah, the beach one, yeah. Yeah, I that don't one. like
1: those commercials either.
0: Yeah, they're making me nervous. So I, uh, anyway. I'll, You're really cool.
1: taking our podcast outside the scope of The Bachelor, you know, complaining about commercials, complaining about the dating show that happens after The Bachelor. We really need to reel you in.
0: Sorry, I'll, I'll work on that. That dating show is still there, though. It, it keeps coming on at the end.
1: It's like they don't listen to our podcast and hear that you don't like it.
0: We, we need to work on our marketing game.
1: I do have a few comments about Mike P. I didn't say this the other week when they were doing their whoa whoa challenge where they weren't whacking off for a week and Mike made some comment about how, oh, this will be easy for me. I feel like out of everyone, that's probably the hardest for him because that's all he ever does. And it, it didn't make much sense to me. And then I also thought it was weird that while he was on his one-on-one date all the men were sitting around trying to like speculate on how far Mike's gone with a woman it just it seemed a little odd they're like oh yeah he's a virgin but he's like probably touched boobs or something like they, it just seemed a little weird
0: well sometimes guys run out of things to talk about so you know they're they, if they're not seeing tv they're not getting any sports you know they're 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 probably really digging deep for conversation topics at this point in time so <laughs> Um, Any chance that we see uh, Mike the Virgin show up on Paradise Island?
1: I would say that there's a good chance, yeah.
0: Really? See, I would would say less than 50 on him.
1: I would say greater chance of Mike P. than Andrew showing up.
0: Because Andrew is above this.
1: Because Andrew, I think, has bachelor potential. And if he goes to Paradise, could ruin that. Could make it better, but could ruin it. And he... He will also, but to be fair, we do have Michelle's season to get through before they name a next bachelor, so he'll have to stay relevant through Michelle's season. So maybe he does need to go to paradise.
0: I guess we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah. Well, do you have any fatherly advice to wrap us up?
0: Just a couple. Uh, Just a few. Just a couple. So, um, number one. I appreciated the way that Katie handled her business with Brendan and Mike the Virgin. Uh, And my advice is, you know, just pull the Band-Aid off, you know, make those hard decisions. Uh, It really is not good to agonize about it. Once upon a time, there was a famous football coach named Don Shula, before there was a Bill Belichick, as you roll your eyes, who was asked, does he ever get ulcers? And his answer was, "I don't get ulcers. I give ulcers. You, know, you make those decisions, stand by them, and don't agonize so much." So that's give that's, ulcers
1: to men
0: that are on your team. Yes, and uh, the other the other uh, piece of advice is, don't burn bridges. Stay classy, like Andrew M. You know the way he went out. Um, Andrew
1: S. Andrew yeah. was in your top four. He didn't make it very far.
0: The Andrew that was on last night, um, he left the right way. Let's go buy his Instagram Instagram products. Uh, you know the, the the quote that I wrote down from Andrew is, "Whenever, if ever, you have me," you know, which which was somewhat touching. You know, so don't burn bridges. You know, you you never know who might pop up again in your life, whether it be romantic whether it be business whether it be whatever don't burn your bridges out there
1: that's fair well since we're such big andrew fans maybe we need to start watching austrian football
0: not to be confused with australian football yes austrian football is it's more of a niche market i'm not sure i get that channel on the youtube tv but (laughs) i guess we can investigate
1: youtube tv once again screwing us over
0: Uh, You're just digging our hole deeper when it comes to potential sponsors there. Come on.
1: (laughs) We're we're choosy. We only would give you guys good products. And obviously YouTube TV is not one of those. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Actually, they've been doing well for my Love Island recording, so...
0: All right. Let's not get sued by anybody. Let's uh, wind this thing up.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, that's all we've got for today. So join us next week to hear about Katie's hometown dates from the right perspective and my dad's.
0: You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts